Okay, I'm not going to spend too much uh, with the introduction and all that stuff today because Hollywood's pretty hot, man. Hollywood's pretty hot here, and there is a big reason why I am hot. A couple days ago, Shaggy came on Black Dragon's channel and let everybody know what he thought about the Miklo interview. Well, if you go through the comments as I do and to gauge people's responses, if we did good on the show and all that stuff, there's a joker on there that basically... is a joker. There's no other way to say that, but trying to disparage Shaggy and the Invaders Motorcycle Club. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, Clay there, sauerkraut. You really do not know the United States and the motorcycle clubs that we have here. Hell, I, did, I haven't even heard of yours in Germany. So what does that say, Black Riders uh, Motorcycle Club? You really should check, guy. I'm just saying, I've never said that, but you really should check them. Let's go to the, some of the stuff, that, what he said that has me so upset. I'll start at the bottom, work our way up on this one. And again, this is from Klaus. I must raise some pertinent questions, like, who cares what questions you raise? Firstly... Is Invaders MC a bona fide 1% motorcycle club? Do you had the nerve to go there. The Invaders MC has been around since 1965. And what's even more interesting? They started out of Gary, Indiana. That is a hellhole. Gary, Indiana is a hellhole, and that is where they started. Oh yeah, they're a bona fide 1% motorcycle club here. They went through the trial and tribulations like every other club that started in the 60s. But you wouldn't know that history, because you're sitting there running amok with your mouth clown. Secondly, why does their patch feature a wandering cucumber atop a motorcycle? It's not a cucumber, it's the green monster. And in that it says gypsy. If you actually took the time to actually go study the website before you go run off at the mouth. But you didn't. They ride where they want to ride. They do what they want to do. They're one of the more most premier clubs in the Midwest. Everybody's heard me talk about them. No, you over there hear about our bigger clubs. But you don't hear about the hardcore smaller clubs that had to make their way. Now, why is it shared by another club? Where are you even coming from with that one? Is Shaggy's Club the imitator or are they the originator of the patch? Shaggy should clarify these matters immediately. He don't have to clarify nothing to you. He doesn't have to speak about his club. His club speaks for itself. Clarify immediately. What the heck? You know, sometimes... 
maybe I'm getting too old for this. I'm getting a little impatient with people because they make the stupidest statements that I've ever heard. See, the problem with you new jacks is you've been cuddled by your mommies for so long that you really don't understand what everything is about. You don't understand that uh, old school and new school, my ass. This is the way it is. It's not cookies and ice cream. You're not going to get a popsicle. Get you off your mother's tit by the time you're 18, will you? This is the way it is. This is the way people think that are for real. We're not out there PC. We're not out there to really care what you think. Now he goes on. Shaggy, I must ask, did you or did you not have a conversation with Miklo over the phone? I am compelled to investigate. Who cares about your investigation? Who are you? You're from Germany. What's it, is your club involved in this now? Whether the invaders MC in collusion with the cohort of an allied club working alongside chosen few MC superstitious one percent social media police infaction for for the road for one here's what i'm going to tell you about a true one percenter they're not going to go out there and tell you who they talked about and if there's a person who's sharing that conversation with another man they ain't a true one percenter People don't share that conversation. People don't need to know about that conversation. That conversation is between the two men. Not two men in the whole internet. And then you go and talk to the, about the chosen few? Are you stupid? Again, another storied MC. Very long roots into the past so what are you trying to start trouble or something is that where i'm getting at here what both them clubs are storied both of them are old decades old it is a matter of the utmost seriousness that requires our attention you know, I don't know what it is if you got lost in translation or something here, but it sure to hell is not of the utmost seriousness. On one hand, Shaggy claims that the ethos of being a 1% is about rebellion, the middle finger to authority, and doing as one pleases. But on the other hand, Shaggy seems to suggest that the Iron Order Motorcycle Club is one such club that follows these principles. Huh. It's of the utmost seriousness that requires our attention. BD, before we proceed, I suggest we qu first question regarding the matter at hand. It is important to hear from him directly and understand his perspective. Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. He gave you his perspective in that video. What more needs to be said? Going to his other post.
Again, I got that one from Black Dragon's video. To begin with, Shaggy's lengthy and median rant lacks substance and is at best overly academic. What, you a hooked on phonics dropout too? I'm just asking because you didn't get where he was coming from? Additionally, it's unclear which group he is represented in. Their own motorcycle clubs, Invaders MC, he never represents his club on the internet. He never speaks for them on the internet. Or the cause that is being discussed for For the Road, which is the social media 1% policing. No, it isn't. It's not the social policing arm of the chosen few. There are all different members of clubs that write for Four for the Road. It's just not one club or another. And representing Shaggy works with NCOC. He goes around speaking on bikers' rights in his own personal involvement in the club world he represents everybody including independents hog members abate members he represents everybody at the ncom ncoc level but you wouldn't know what that is would you klaus sound like santa claus ain't they where santa claus came Thirdly, Shaggy's disrespectful tone towards the president of a smaller MC is unacceptable to a one percenter. Maybe over there in PC land over in Germany. Maybe it is over there. But over here in the United States, this is spot on. This is what men do who love their lifestyle here. He to have whatever tone he wants. I, it's difficult to believe that this behavior is coming from a reputable member of a club, even though the uh, Invaders MC has been around some time. Yeah, you changed it because I hit you on this one. You changed it around after I replied to this. Reputable member of a club? Who are you? Again, are you speaking to see it's Schwartzwald or Welter or Black Forest Riders? Are you speaking for them? Because you sure sign your club name down there. The patch on their club's past depicting a hobo pickled cucumber. Really? Riding a motorcycle is also perplexing. Well, let's see here. Is it perplexing how the Hell's Angels came up with theirs? Or the Outlaws? Or the Bandidos? You guys are real confused over in Germany, aren't you? Maybe you are, because you got, I'm not going to even go political on this one. Not going to go political on this one. And boy, could I. Boy, could I. I just find it embarrassing that you would even go on and say some stuff like that, not knowing 
what the hell's going on here in the States. You have a different culture over there. Culture of appeasement. Where our one percenters and our clubs don't. They're real men. And he was taking a position that he believed in. And you're going to say, well, is he a reputable member? Every club in the States knows who he is. He works with some of the biggest organizations in the States. Then the claim that the chosen few has an arm in four for the road. Get out of here with that, man. At least they're trying to help. At least they're trying to keep something alive that they believe in. Let me know what you guys and gals think. I'm going to go to the second half of the show with China Dow and try to get this show upbeat after this one. Rock out. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. Join the Insane Throttles Members Only Club. Two ways to join over on Spotify and YouTube. Insane Throttle Biker News' channel, by the way. With your membership, you get exclusive content Monday through Friday. China Dow's on there with me. Y'all love China Dow. Also, you get an invite to the yearly Rumble in the Woods where we get together, have parties, have fun. So make sure you join the Insane Throttles Members Only Club over on Spotify or YouTube. Rock on!
Join our members-only club on Spotify and get exclusive podcasts only our members get Monday through Friday at 10 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time with Chinatown Hollywood. Get over there and subscribe now. Rock on! I think I had no filter on the first segment right there. I was kind of <laughs> upset. You seen me all night how pissed off I was. And I actually went to bed early because I didn't want to take it out on you or get pissed you off You went at to you. bed way early. I went to bed at, uh, what, what is it? Like 8.30. 8, 8.30 or something <laughs> like that. You're because like- <laughs> I was just furious. Furious. And if it's somebody acting like Santa Claus, you know, I don't know what to say. But the guy really pissed me off because he went after the invaders. He went after Chosen Few. And those are two of the <laughs> most storied MCs in this country. Yeah, everybody hears about the big ones, but they never hear about the hardcore smaller clubs. And these guys put blood, sweat, tears. They lost brothers to death and prison for who they believed in. Mm-hmm. I think I am. Am I getting too old to deal with these pricks? It's like this new school shit. You want to slap the shit out of somebody. You really do. You want to slap them. You know, you come up with all these new school creators who are so damn PC. It makes it to where. Why are you pushing bullshit, man? It really is. Why are you pushing bullshit? What's up, Dibs? Thanks for joining in. <laughs> I love my Dibs. I've never heard of that club <laughs> from Germany. <laughs> I suggest watching Dibs for Europe, man. I swear, if somebody's playing the part of Santa Claus... That is some low-down, dirty shit. Because Chosen Few was one of the first mixed-race clubs. They had to deal with all kinds of crap during the Civil Rights era. And the Invaders, they had to deal with Gary, Indiana, for Christ's sakes. And they survived. They went up against big clubs to make sure they knew that they were gonna exist i think i am i just think i'm freaking getting too old for this stuff thank god i'm getting out of biker news at the end of the year and doing the fun stuff you need to slow your road i need to slow my road because i went freaking to bed early last night calm it down just take it down a notch if you think about it you watch that interview you (laughs) twice you you watch the interview (laughs) twice and not only was four for the road right But Shaggy was right as well on this. And during the interview, I said with him, I said, you need education. You need to get out there in the world. Because I really don't care if he starts a club or not. I don't care. You're either going to make it or you're not. You're either going to get your ass whooped or you're not. Because nobody, and I see these people go on the comments all the time. Saying, well, why ain't the Diamonds doing anything about it? 
And then I have to think to myself, you assholes, why don't you go do something about it? Why don't you go do the Rico predicate time? Why don't you go and do the 25 the life because there's phones all over the place. And like I said yesterday, you have the outfit here in Chicago, the mob that don't even want to get into the stuff like they used to anymore because there's just too much technology out there. But to come on and disparage the invaders and the chosen few, that was it. It crossed my line on that. And I usually don't do that. But you have to see, and a lot of people don't know four for the road because they're just, they're, you know, they're starting out right now. They're a little smaller. And I think us as creators, we need to get the word out on them. We need to get the word out on four for the road because they're actual club members that are trying to help. They're trying to make people understand how everything's supposed to be. Now, you see, I have a problem all the time because I came up in the 90s. We went through a lot in the 90s. And to see the way shit is now, where somebody gets butt hurt because of the way Shaggy talks, that's the way it really is. Away from your little internet shit, that's the way this game's played. I just could imagine because I was brought in, but guy, you know, rest in peace. He was the best pe person around to me, anyway. Northside president. You imagine if I went to skate and uh, put something like this down to him? God forbid I'd have been beat like a rat. I would have. I would have been beat <coughs> or fed to the rattlesnake they had in the clubhouse. They, they actually had a rattlesnake. But you, you got you that had to go through civil rights. Could you imagine what that club had to go through? You're going to go after them and claim that four for the road is an arm of the chosen few, you cocksucker. I don't even care if this freaking one gets taken down. You don't go after a club like that. And then you go after Shaggy's club, the invaders, and start calling it a pickle? That, that's the damn freaking green monster. It has gypsy on it. And what's a gypsy? You ride where you want to ride. They're one of the hardest core peckerwood clubs out here in the Midwest. It's unbelievable. And then because, and uh, hopefully uh, No Shame said he's going to come on the show because you know how I like giving both sides. You know, Miklo had his chance. Now, no shame in uh, Four for the Road is. But if you don't know who they are, go over to uh, YouTube. Uh, they got about 2,000 followers. We got to get that up. We got to get them uh, more subscribers because they really do have a good message. And, you know, I've been getting a lot of kickback on a lot of stuff as far as that interview is concerned. How I, you know, everybody's saying I attacked Miklo because <laughs> of, uh, you know, there was one individual, I'm not going to name drop, 
but he's with a club that I really respect. And yeah, I'm biased towards Midwest clubs. I'm always going to, I'll admit that I'm biased as hell towards Midwest clubs. But they had a really super, like a, he's like a Superman to me in my eyes because I love these Vietnam vet generation bikers. It's one of them things that I would just sit there shut up, have a popsicle and Coke and let them talk. And I wouldn't talk. I was like a little <laughs> kid when they talk. I still am a little kid when they talk. Popsicle. But he started NCOM and he, he, you know what? I heard a story about, yeah, he's short and he was small, but this man was a giant. And then you start going after a guy in my on my show who's a part of this club and I was furious. So maybe I am getting old because a lot of people don't know I'm a lot different off of the air than I am on the air because of biker news. I'm just a little different and think a little different, but this, uh, <laughs> this one has got me going here. It really has. It's got me going again and then he goes on about well you were talking on the phone with this guy what man is gonna go run and tell the internet about a conversation they had with another man on the phone you don't do that bullshit that's so five-year-old it is it just to try to prove your point you don't talk about that conversation that's between two men and that's the kind of stuff that Four for the Road tries to preach is have some fucking balls and be a man. There ain't no reason you can't go and sit with other men at a table and discuss your situation. The only reason you want to be discussing your situation with other men is you have no fucking balls. You would have a chance to learn from guys that have been around 20, 30, 40 years. And you're scared because people say, well, you're doing it the old school way. You're doing it the way it should be. No, that ain't the way it fucking should be. <laughs> Northern Cody's going nuts. Oh, Cody's in here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cody. Yeah, this one's got my goat today. Slow burner. You know what? <laughs> Slow burner 410. Klaus just needs to come over and get a tour of the set and learn firsthand what we about. And that's what he needs to do. If you can't go and tell men, and you know how I feel about this one, because I still have a lot of friends that are in prison till this day for life for all that stuff that went down in the late 90s and stuff, mid-90s, still doing life, and you're going to have people out there and say, well, I'm just going to do this. Really? Then go do it. 
go sit with somebody, get some education. Hell, pull your chair up when Four for the Road gets on air and learn some shit. That's why I really can't stand all these different protocol channels. I really can't. Because I was always under the tutelage of you got to go up and shake a hand. You got to go learn. Dibber. Oh, Dibs on too? Holy shit. The way old Klaus talks, he sounds like a cop. I'm telling you what, man. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> he has that German accent. I was going to say they're probably still pissed at us because we beat their ass in World War II, but I ain't going to get political. Well, you just went there. I just went there. Thanks. I know. But if you guys and gals can, go visit Four for the Road. Uh, and something they don't get about No Shame, because I really identify with No Shame is because he likes talking a lot of shit and having fun. Oh my god, how you guys met on TikTok. Oh my god, that was great. I loved it. I it, it, it I that's was... the way things that that's where I relate. You two because went back he has and forth fun on TikTok for like 2 months. It was hilarious. But, but people take that as what? Disrespect Get the fuck out of here. You guys were That's playing. having fun between people. Yeah, you guys were playing around. It was great. I loved it. I thought that's what all this was supposed to be about was friends. Mm -hmm. Hell, they would have never been able to go through probate then if they can't take a little freaking nudging. You know, I'm I'm still I'm I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. I mean, I got a comment about I got many comments about Miklo, but I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm one of the biggest prick fucks on the internet. Pretty much. So I love when the, you know what? I deserve the hate. I deserve the fun. But one person that didn't was Shaggy. Yeah, he'll have fun and stuff like that, but he's a serious person. And so is Four for the Road. They're serious people. Why? Because they don't want you sitting in a fucking backyard trying to give advice to people because everybody on the internet is stupid. They don't want you giving advice to get somebody freaking killed. They want to give you the right way to go about stuff. It just amazes me, this shit. It really does, man. You know, and if you're in Europe, <laughs> go to Dibs' channel, because Dibs have been around, Dibber in the wind. Go to him. Don't go to these other freaks that I've been seeing on the internet. There's so many freaks out there now, it's unreal. And then everybody wonders why I don't like giving advice on the internet, because I know that everybody most of the time is stupid. But this one's got my boat, man. This one does. This has got my boat. You know, you go after uh, two clubs of ours in the United States, you fucking prick. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> A rattlesnake. I don't know, Hollywood. I find you entertaining and enlightening. Too many people think they... <laughs> need to reinvent the wheel. Well, that's why I say go over to four for the road, man. No shame is funnier <laughs> than I am. <laughs> Dude, he gets down, man, with them TikToks. He's funny shit, especially with his uh, Mexican sombrero. That one, I almost died. 
<laughs> I almost died. I, I'm sorry. Uh, Dibber, my teacher, Spider Rider, taught me early on words and how they're used are important. If they sound like a cop, they are more likely are or a reporter. Cheers for the no problem, <laughs> Dibs. No problem. And a lot of the club guys don't, you know, don't like the biker news. A lot of guys do because they get the word out. But I'm at a point in my life now where I'm trying to transition into moto journalism and stuff like that. I got a show I'm planning to shoot in June about clubbers and their motorcycles because everybody focuses on Indian Larry and Jesse James and never really goes to the clubs where everything are they're the pioneers in the bike building. So I want to try to feature them and stuff. So <laughs> I guess I was right about the emotion <laughs> that this has caused. Nice show. Klaus's theme song. My vagina has a first name. It's OSC. <laughs> Damn right, man. You know what? He was going after a club member on my thing. And I, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I just, Ban that motherfucker, man. I got no time for Santa Claus. None whatsoever. Santa Claus. <laughs> I got no time for him, man. I really don't. So those are two channels you're going to want to go over to is Four for the Road. Uh, I believe they're on Spotify, too. But uh, it's pretty easy because I know a lot of you that listen on YouTube go to YouTube for their stuff. And Dibber in the wind. And Dibs uh, for your European stuff. If Dibs didn't hear about this guy's club, then he probably don't exist. What do we got in the news today? Let's start that up later on today. <coughs> we're going to be talking about you'll never be happy if you keep trying to solve your problems this way. Klaus, you might want to listen, you prick. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, well, let's start things off with something that happened yesterday. California high schooler fatally stabbed in classroom fight. He got killed, didn't he? Yes, he did. 16-year-old. What did I tell you last night that I didn't want any bad stories? Okay, but this. The... You're the worst news anchor. Okay, but the, this is have. the only bad one. The other ones are awesome. So just shush. Hey, I'll shush on this Please one. Please shush. I'm going to slap the you thing with that, an O-S-C-A-R. <laughs> go ahead so there were actually two victims in this they were both juniors and the and a freshman did the stabbing they all went into a classroom it was their art classroom around 11 15 a.m and they began fighting the two juniors began fighting with the freshman if which... you guys also see life resurrection project dinner that's nitro Go visit his channel as well, man. We got so many good channels out there with so many good-hearted people that have so much good information out there. Go support them. So teachers initially broke up the fight. Um, the two juniors went to the school nurse, and both were conscious and alert at the time. The one that had the three stab wounds to his upper body ended up dying at the hospital. You know, that's sickening. You can't even send your kids to school anymore without something happening. The other junior was injured with a stab wound to his hand. So he's going to be okay. I wonder if uh, the loony liberals are going to be out there going off about uh, how we should ban knives now. 
Well, the freshman fled after the incident happened, was found hiding in a creek bed and taken into custody. They're still looking for the knife. Go, you know. Yeah, no shame is good people, Frank. Uh, he's funnier than fuck. <laughs> he is. He's funnier than hell. So they're, of course, not going to release the students' names at this time because they're all minors. But but uh, you can't even send your kids to school without worrying. You know what? I'm so glad that my kids are out of school. But now I got to worry about my freaking granddaughters. And, you know, I have a grandson that's really sick. He has spina bifida. And it's something that we have to deal with on a daily basis of worrying about his health. But now I'm scared for him to go to the schools. Mm -hmm. Because what, are the kids going to pick on him like little brats that they are? Of course, that's how they roll. He that's has the are. biggest heart in the world. He I smiles where most men would break down and shoot their damn selves because they couldn't handle it. Because you're really, you know, he's really attached to you. Yeah. But could you imagine him sending them to school with the way these kids are now? I can't. Well, they already attempted to have him go to school once, and the school said he's too much work. And that's why, you know what, the last two years we've really been having issues where we really couldn't go anywhere because he was so sick. Mm-hmm surgery after surgery mm -hmm. but i couldn't send him to school i wouldn't i'll kill my daughter if she does <laughs> Dude, ouch i would do you want him in school with all this come on they just killed the kid he's got to get education though it ain't like when we were younger where everything was really cool in school if you got into something you beat somebody's ass now they're pulling off pulling out knives and guns so what are they gonna do they gonna ban knives now i'm waiting i'm I, I hear chirps though i don't hear nothing from the peanut gallery on this mm -mm. and that article was actually you know it showed up in my news feed but i'm sure it's an article that is hard to find uh-huh you know how it goes yeah they bury it it was is white on white so you know they bury it yeah Okay, let's get to some good stuff here. You know, I got to lighten the mood on this show. All right, you're right. This one's good. A Louisiana man chose the cheekiest place when he needed to find a quick hiding spot for his gun. Just it's easy. Dismantle the gun. No, and no. Throw the parts. Yeah. No. I guess. No. Okay, go ahead. Justin, can't pronounce his last name, 24, pled guilty that he to a weapons in charge. Shush. Where they arrested him <laughs> late last year on a separate matter, and he stashed a loaded 25 caliber Titan pistol in his butt. Well, that ain't surprising. He <laughs> probably was in prison already. He knows how to stuff that thing. He didn't want them to find the gun, so he put it in his butt. And he probably put it in there loaded. You know, he, it was. It was a loaded 25. It was caliber. loaded. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> for one what are you doing with a 25 man if you want a real bang for your buck up close get a 22 man it bounces around in there <laughs> really 
What do you get at a 25 for? They can't even shoot straight. They're like that old muskets in the, uh, the freaking revolution. You can't hit a, the side of a barn with the damn thing. <laughs> but I, t you know what? If he hit it in his rectum, he was probably in jail, man. Well, they responded to a suspicious activity in a home where he was occupying the house with a female. And the cops discovered... He possessed uh, the ha a handgun, marijuana, drug paraphernalia during the initial search. Multiple other firearms were discovered in his truck. What at is the it scene. with marijuana? I don't know. Why is it illegal? I still don't get that at the federal level. It, well, you know, I probably answered my own question. It's pharmaceutical doing it. But, you know, here in Illinois, it's legal now, even though they rape your ass on the pricing. And I've talked about it before. I won't get uh, weed off the street because you don't know if it's laced with anything now, especially at fentanyl bullshit. But they're making hand over fist here in Illinois. Why not legalize it on the federal level? Why? Because you prick ATF and DEA fuckers. You want your jobs. That's what it is. You know, two illegal organizations, I believe. You got DEA down in... Uh, South America, within uh, Mexico. What are you doing? Really, what are you doing in them countries? Oh, we're going to try to stop drugs. You ain't stopping drugs. Stop it. Stop it. So he must not have hit it very well in his butt because they found it during his strip search. <laughs> he probably had the handle of the 25 sticking out of the butthole. Don't you know when you get stripped <laughs> in jail? They make you, you bend, gotta over, bend and over and cough, <laughs> you idiots. It says the pistol is more than four inches long with a two two and a half inch barrel. <laughs> uh, Dibs say in Malta, I'm surprised you haven't moved there because of uh, your bones there, Dibs. It's 100% legal to grow and smoke in Malta. Can't wait to get back there. Uh, it's actually legal here, but they only let us uh, they grow only let have plants. So many, uh... What the hell's going on? You got a whole thing. Oh, my God. Anyway, but it needs to be legal. Come on. 3,000 years back to Chinese, and they use that as a herbal remedy? Come on, man. Time to legalize, diaper head. So we got some more news about Megan Hall, the... Uh... Tennessee cop fired over oh her, her my numerous God. She was, sexual romps. She was sucking off every cop in there. <laughs> Wasn't she not, or not? She was sucking off every cop. She was a cop. And she was sucking everybody else off mm. and doing gangbangs. Yep. And I suggested that she go to the nearest, you know, porn studio and use her gifts. She can recreate sucking all these cops off. Oh, but it gets good. So the Tennessee cop that was fired over the numerous sex romps with other officers claims in a new federal lawsuit that the superiors in her department sexually groomed her for the risky escapade. Now, see, you did something really cool, okay? You were there. You were providing a service to your fellow officers. You were making everybody happy. And then you come back with this groomer shit. What's wrong with you, girl? She claims that she felt trapped and exploited in the midst of all male ranks of the Laverne Police Department. 
according to her 51-page federal complaint filed on Monday. Just take your upper, you know, just take your reprimand. Take your freaking punishment. You got what you wanted. You got to sit in a sausage factory. Wouldn't you, don't you know some women that would be happy to be in a sausage factory like she was? I do feel sorry because it was a bunch of fucking cops, but, uh, you know, that's just like that article that we covered out of the post with that freak, uh, ATF, uh, Jay Dobbins and stuff. By the way, this is, uh, another day Dobbins. I invited you on the show. Don't be scared. But anyway, how he was saying that you had your regular old ladies and your patch chasers or patch rats. A lot of people call them. You know, they like it. They're not being groomed. But take responsibility, man. You were bobbing on the knobs almost every cop in there. Really? <laughs> Don't go into this Me Too stuff. Don't do it. <laughs> you degrade yourself by doing that. Go to the nearest, you know, porn studio. Or grab yourself your camera and go on Pornhub. I heard they pay you. And makes you make your money, girl. Go make your money. <laughs> That's what I say. Go make your money. Later on in the members only, we're going to be discussing an article uh, from the MPP site about uh, how motorcycle clubs are not motorcycle gangs, as the cops say all the time. It was an article on, again, MPP. Go take a look at that. Go take a look at his site. If you've ever been profiled or feel that you've been profiled, there is now the 2023 uh, profile and survey. Go fill that out. It really does help trying to pass profiling laws throughout the country. Don't you got a dumbest criminal one? Yeah. Okay, we got to hear about the dumbest criminal and go into the main story here. <laughs> so he's a few dollars short of a paycheck. A knucklehead Ohio bank robber slipped a teller a holdup note with his name and address scrawled on it. So he put a name. He put his name. And his and name and address on it. That's just like the stupid in <laughs> Chicago that tried to rob an auto shop. Didn't have the money because the safe was closed. So he said, give me a call when the manager gets back. <laughs> and I'll come back and rob you again. And I'll come back. So this guy passes a note to a teller mm -hmm. with his phone number on it. With his name and address. Why are people stupid? Michael Hall, 54. Do you think that they actually want to get caught? I think sometimes if you're going to be this damn dumb, you want to be caught. I get it. It's three hots and a cot in the joint. But damn, you stupid. You imagine going up to, I don't know, one of the brothers and saying, yeah, I got caught because I left my phone number and address. They're going to punch you in the eye. They're going to look at you and say, don't drop the soap. So he entered U.S. Bank branch in Cleveland on Monday and passed oh, Cleveland, the, the not-so-discreet note. When the teller took the note and looked at it and looked at the other side, she saw his name and he used the note that he used earlier. So they knew him. At No. 
he used the same note at the motor, the Ohio Bureau of Motor Vehicles, and it had his name on it and his address. Do you think that's a cry for help? You know how much you when know, people stupid. This bank must not carry a lot of money because the the teller only gave him two hundred and six dollars. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing people don't understand about banks is they don't carry that kind of money like they used to. You're gonna rob something, go get yourself an armor truck or something. And then the guy was saying, I'm giving him, you know, this that's guy, what I heard this guy was so, five. This guy was so dumb that he actually the teller actually even referred to him as Michael because his name was on the other side of the note. She gave him the money and called him Michael and then notified law enforcement. <laughs> you know what? He was probably on that freaking heroin stuff or he was hitting the glass dick, you know, with meth and shit like that. He's probably just dumb. He's probably just dumb. <laughs> I need my next hit, you know. Can you give me a hundred <laughs> bucks or something like that? Here's my number and stuff. When you get another hundred bucks, call me back. People are idiots, man. <laughs> you you have to be really worried about the human race. Want another dumb criminal? Yeah, one more, then we gotta go. We gotta get this thing going. Fugitive, oh God. I know I spent half the show ranting. Go ahead. A fugitive wanted for fraud was busted when she walked into a New Jersey's sheriff's office and asked to be hired. <laughs> Zima Johnson, 27, a former postal post office worker from New Jersey, was on the run for a crime in Monroe County, Pennsylvania. So she was a fraudster. She applied to work at the Hudson County Sheriff's Office. She sent in the paperwork to be a security guard at the law enforcement agency. She was called into the station under the, the ruse that they're going to give her a job interview. After this, she was busted, they discovered that she also had two stolen credit cards and was also hit with credit card Oh, my God. People are stupid. So she's on the run for a crime that she committed. And then she goes and, then and she applies, goes to, and a applies to at a cop shop for a job. <laughs> what the hell? Like, they're not going to pull up your crap. They are truly stupid people. Like I said, the human race is in trouble. <laughs> you know, you imagine having some space people, some lizard people come down here, you know, from the outer spaces. <laughs> And they look at us and like, you know, it's screwed as shit. We don't need any of you people for freaking food. Remember B in the 80s? I love that show. That was a good one. Can't find it anymore. They wouldn't want us anymore. No. They wouldn't want us. They'll be like, you're too stupid. And uh, it's like, what are you thinking is all I can say. That's what I would say. Uh, let's go to the main topic today. You'll never be happy if you're trying to solve your problems in this way. I don't know. I can tell you one guy, but I'm not going to go to him anymore. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's just as easy as going to a sit down is all it is. All I'm saying now, you know, that's what I hear. Well, think about how you felt the last time someone blamed you for something. They always blame people. You know what? That's one thing I don't understand is a person who has to blame others for their problems. Mm -hmm. I really can't stand that 
And the problem with society today is you blame somebody else for your problems and it's all right. It's not all right to blame other people. I don't understand if you're wrong. Why can't you just say you're wrong? You know how many times I screwed up on my channel with information and just had to come out and say I was wrong. It's that easy. You know, that's well, just like, then, it's just like Beetlejuice. Well, when you assign, when you point fingers, I mean, keep in mind, you're pointing at somebody and trying to blame somebody. You got, you know, three other fingers pointing back at yourself. Well, this is true. Like Beetlejuice. Oh, geez. You know, that ugly thing. All forehead. She goes and says she lost her thing because it's racism. And I'm black and people go after it's not because of that it's because you did a shitty job but you want to blame other people for your thing i can't stand that well and when you point blame at others instead of taking responsibility for your own actions all you're doing is creating larger problems well yeah the cover-up's always worse than the crime and then you got to remember the cover-up and how many times you probably changed your story and how many times it's been told to other people. The only time you want to do that is when you're confronted by cops. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't me. Wasn't well, that. we got you on video. That shit wasn't me. Wasn't me. Well, we have you here. Wasn't me. You lie to cops. You don't lie to other people. That's, uh, I, why, that is something I want to know. Why do people have to lie? Because it makes you seem so childish. Where you act like a little kid. A little kid does that. Did you steal the cookie? Where no. is the integrity? Do people even know what integrity is anymore? I don't think so. It is. I don't know. At one time, watch the four dude. She does. She's off forehead. That damn Beetlejuice. Somebody scared her so much that her hairline fell back. You know, she, you see the thing that she tried to do about when she had COVID, the the COVID thing was going on, and she needed to go to uh, what was it? Uh, the hairdresser. Why I don't know. She could gone to a barber with that thing, and she says, "Well, I'm the face of the city. My God, am I sorry." Man, that just doesn't say much for the city. <laughs> She's the face of Chicago. Uh, Jeff, trying to get this through my 18-year-old's uh, head. And I think the, a lot of the problems that we're seeing nowadays is because parents didn't put that basic, basic premise into our kid's head is don't lie. Have some integrity, take responsibility for your actions, because like you just said, it's going to compound everything where you don't know what the hell lie you're telling next. Well, and not to mention the fact that when you're pointing fingers and pointing, playing the blame game, it's basically you're giving up responsibility for your problem. And a lot of people do it because they think it boosts their ego and makes them feel superior and in control. Boost their ego mm -hmm. and make them feel in control. Yeah. 
So instead, you're going to try to ruin somebody else's you're gonna, life. Yeah, exactly. You're going to ruin somebody else's life because you want yourself to not look like bad. And you know what? It's kind of serious. In modern times, you really don't see this unless you're like in Afghanistan or, you know, where you got your slant. I ain't going to go there. Uh, people lie and some people can die for that die for others issues hell you got uh people that were on death row because they were accused by somebody else that really did it so there's consequences in life when you go and you don't have any integrity whatsoever and personally speaking that if you're going to play the, the the blame game you're kind of being selfish well, selfish is the biggest thing because everything in humanity is about oneself. It's about self-preservation to a lot of people. They don't know how to be human and take care of one another. And by avoiding taking responsibility, you stay stuck. You're, you're, you never you're, grow as you're a gonna... person. You never evolve. Well, you're not going to be able to solve whatever problem you have or whatever problem you caused by pointing fingers and not taking responsibility for it. You're going to still be stuck in that problem. Well, yeah, it just compounds. But, uh, Facebook, I had a 20-year-old ask me what keeping his word was going to do. And this is interesting for him. That's the kind of shit we got to deal with. Your word is everything. Your word's worth more than a million dollars. <coughs> Sometimes when I have guests on my show and people wonder why, you know, they call it entrapment. I call it tough questions, tough follow-ups. Because one thing I'm doing is seeing if they're legit. Just like the last interview, because a lot of people, they were like, uh, you know, how you conducted the interview was good. I let people talk and they hang themselves. That's one of the biggest uh, tricks to doing interviews is when you bring somebody on, you ask the tough questions and follow-ups after they talk and they'll, they'll uh, you'll know what kind of person they are, but what's it worth keeping my word? That's the new generation right there. The new generation don't know it. And unfortunately, a lot of that seeped into the biker stuff. It seeped into MCs. I remember a time if you were an MC, you always kept your freaking word. No ifs, ands, or buts. Don't happen anymore. One time, people will do whatever to be right. Uh, ain't that true? Uh, including lies, just to make a point, I've done it. Then you fess up and get caught. That makes you an ass. Every day we learn it's a process. Evolution. Evolution. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Well, when you're when you're blaming others instead of taking responsibility, yeah, basically you're indulge you're indulging yourself from taking responsibility for a while, but in the long run, you're avoiding doing the real work you need to be happy and to create the kind of life you truly want to live. And that's why I was so blessed 
so blessed to learn from the Vietnam vets. Them men know honor. They know what it is to give their word. They know how to turn around to say somebody, you're a damn liar. And don't have nothing to do with them from that point on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been lost today. That's why you always hear me talking about it. Because me, I was a kid in the 90s. And that's who I got to learn from. That's the same thing uh, with Shaggy. He got to learn from them guys. That's why we're a lot different thinking than these newer kids are. Because we failed. And we're failing our kids. That's why it's so easy for these loony leftists in uh, schools to get a hold of their little brains. Because parents didn't instill a basic set of moral and ethics in them. So it's always easy when they don't have that for these teachers to come at them. Well, when you look when we look around for something or someone to blame for whatever negative thing is happening, that's believing the myth that by figuring out exactly what happened and placing uh, the blame wand on it, somehow we can absolve ourselves of responsibility. You know what? One thing I like saying, and there's a lot of people out there that don't like it, is life owes you fucking nothing. Life is hard. Life is there to beat you down. It's only up to you personally to be able to overcome that. That's just like, and I'm not trying to be a prick here. You got a lot of people that sow in their sorry, their sorriness. You know what I mean? They go around acting sorry for themselves instead of pulling themselves up. And then that leads to even worse issues in life. Well, definitely because of the fact that in any situation where you give up your own control and the act of placing blame is actually a lie we choose to believe. Oh, yeah. You tell a lie over and over again. You start believing your own damn lie. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Big Red uh, One Percenter, he just put uh, the Marine Corps where he learned honor. Uh, class of 03112191 ra I believe that this country should either mandate you go to a trade school or college or you do two years of military service. I, sh- I really believe in that you, you should do two years of military service. Do something for your country to give back. That's one thing that ain't done today is people don't do stuff for their country. They want to take from it. But you got the, you know, you got the service like the Corps, Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard that will instill that honor into you and codependence on other people that had the same. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks. Come on now. Amazing show, guys. Awesome to see you. Appreciate that. Go ahead. It's only after you take responsibility for a problem that you will get closer consciously. But do you believe, believe people have a conscious now? No. You just see you it know, in everyday life of what people do just in your news. There is no common sense in this world anymore. People don't tend to have any sort of self-conscious because of the fact that it's always everybody else's fault and not yours. It's too much of a blame game. And at I, the same time, if you do not have any self-conscious or self-awareness, then basically you don't know what you're really worth in life. No, I think you hate yourself. And you really need to know you're worth more than what you're putting other people through by playing the blame game. Very well said, China Dow. Holy shit. Damn. Uh, military service after graduation. This is where you and me are on the same page. Look at other countries that do this. A lot in Europe do it. Where they mandate you to go and serve in the military. It gives you a better sense of patriotism. A better sense about how to deal with life. Because let's be honest, a lot of these kids don't know how to deal with life anymore. No. They don't. And that's that's what it is. I mean, uh, the older generation, okay, like... Well, that's know. the thing that... Uh, go ahead with your thought and I'll come up with mine. I mean, I, I, know, I, I, I know I have common sense. Sometimes. Sometimes. A lot of times. Shut up. But it's like, and you, and the thing that's sad is you, I don't think you can teach someone how to have common sense. I think you can mold them. You can mold them, but you can't school them, like teach them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, you got to figure stuff out for your own, yeah, for your own. But at the same time, I don't know. Kids are just stupid. Well, you know, going <laughs> to your point. One thing that upsets me about 18, 19, 20-year-olds, whatever, they're such crybabies, it's unreal. You go back to 1941, World War II breaks loose, mm -hmm. or the Great War, 1914. You had 18-year-olds giving their blood for this country. You had 18-year-olds going there and dying with their guts everywhere. They gave their lives for what you have today. And now we got a bunch of wussies. You imagine trying to tell some of these kids, go storm that beach. Go fight in the Battle of the Bulge. Go fight in Quezon. Where they didn't have a choice in the Vietnam War. They didn't have that choice as 18-year-olds, but they did what they had to do to survive. And you let this spit on them. You spit on our people. You hippies. It does. That upsets me. That's something we should talk about uh, tomorrow's show is that. What? How they spit on our damn soldiers coming back from Vietnam. What are you looking at me like that for? I already have a topic for tomorrow. Thank you! You need to move it. Go ahead.
<laughs> Rude. <laughs> so basically, to sum it all up, you need to be able to take responsibility for your actions. Stop pointing fingers at other people because the only way you're going to figure yourself out is taking the responsibility for what you've done wrong. I don't think that people want to take responsibility anymore. No, they don't because it's easier to point fingers and instead of admitting that you messed up. And this is a sad state of affairs right here. Nitro's dad joined before he got drafted and died for it. Our boys in Vietnam, they were treated such like shit by the so-called uh, hippies or flower childs. Spit on them. Talked all kinds of nasties. And then you wonder why the Vietnam generation of bikers are the way they were. They loved their country, but their country didn't love them. And I think it's I think it's ludicrous for something like that to happen. So when you have 18, 19, young 20s kids fighting for their country back then, and you have these little whiners now. You wonder why our country's all screwed up. Very good topic, John Adele. So I got a what if question for you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what if people cared more about doing the right thing than doing things right? What do you mean? And it's that again. You got me confused. What if people cared more about doing the right thing than doing things right? Very true. That's a what if question. Doing so, the, the right thing is something that should come naturally to people, but it don't. But if you sit there and think about it, doing the right thing is kind of like having common sense. But doing things right, not everybody's going to do things right because people make mistakes. Well, yeah, mistakes are part of life. Failure is part of life, but you got to learn from them. Mm -hmm. That's just like in business. You want to fail because then you learn from that and you become richer. It's not that you personally. want. It's not that you want to fail. It's that failure is possibly going to happen. Well, yeah, and you can't be afraid of the failure. You can't. You can't be afraid of it. Good stuff. We're going to go to the members only. You got about eight minutes to go over. Take your shit, members. Pop you some popcorns. We're going to be talking about Double D's MPP over there. If you're not a member, you can join on YouTube or on Spotify. Uh, everybody else, you have a great uh, day. We'll be back tomorrow with more of an uplifting show than I had today. <laughs> I was just Got a lot to say, can't hold it in this time Got no filter, I got no filter No filter, I got no filter No filter I say goodbye, vamoose, adios, ciao, so long, get your hat jacked Number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify And all major platforms including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher and more don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode.